We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, what is up, everybody? Welcome inside the Guilty as Charged podcast. My name is Steven, and I am your host. And joining me tonight for a very special interview is Kent Swanson of KC Sports Network, our fellow Blue Wire uh, family members, if you will, covering the Kansas City Chiefs. Kent, thanks for taking the time to join me. How are you doing tonight? I got to steal that music that we just heard, <laughs> man. That was, that was an absolute banger. I was That got I, me hyped. That was ready. That focused me right in. I, I'm locked in now, dude. There we go. There we go. Shout out to uh, the guy we hired from Fiverr for that one. So I wish we could take credit for it, but we, you know, we had to outsource it. So it's all good. Nice. No, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta lift that. I was, I was thinking, it's like that. That must be a blue wire thing or something because we gotta try to get on that, but uh, it's not. <laughs> no, uh, you gotta outsource things from Fiverr from time to time. So had to pay for some upgrades recently, and it's, uh, it's all good. So uh, we're here to talk about the Kansas City Chiefs, of course, talking about some of the off-season hot topics some of the roster training camp updates as the Chiefs have been kind of you know going back and forth with everything and uh you know heading into week two of the preseason inching closer and closer towards uh you know of course the start of the regular season so uh first and foremost you know I, I think we have to start with the skill players obviously a lot of turnover this year for the Kansas City Chiefs I'm sure you guys are tired of talking about it um, I don't necessarily want to force you to talk about the Tyreek Hill difference. I more so would like an update on really how you've seen this skill position group coming together. Of course, adding Juju Smith-Schuster, Marcus Valdez-Scanling, and then also drafting Sky Moore. So what have been the early uh, reports uh, from what you guys have seen, heard, all that good stuff from that particular group of skill players? Yeah, you know, I, I think, you know, I don't think the Chiefs have really skipped much of a beat to this point when, when you've seen what we you know what we've seen to this point kind of seems like business as usual. I mean, things are firing extremely efficiently. I mean, the ball's getting distributed and dispersed a little bit, you know, more across during training camp and even during the game. It's six completions for Patrick Mahomes to six different guys, and Juju Smith Schuster actually wasn't even one of them. So, I mean, the ball's getting distributed and moved around a lot. Um, but it doesn't look like it's really affecting Mahomes to not have, you know, Tyreek Hill out on it, at this point. I mean, obviously that's right. going to change, right? But I think the early signs are offensively, this group's gelling. Uh, the ball's, you know, a little bit less predictable now. And I think, you know, I, I don't really anticipate the offense missing much of a beat compared to what they've been in, in recent memory. 
Has there been one of that that new trio, if you will, that's kind of asserting themselves as a number one? I think everybody's kind of assuming that there's going to be a lot of, like you said, ball distribution. Do you think ultimately someone kind of separates themselves as as kind of a lead dog, if you will? Oh, Juju Smith-Schuster has been the lead dog. I mean, okay. he's been the best receiver in camp. He's been the guy. Like, if you're a fantasy player, I, I, Juju Smith-Schuster is the guy I would target if I'm if I'm uh, if I'm looking in fantasy because. Uh, the chemistry's been there. I think where Juju Smith-Schuster wins is something that this team needed. This team didn't have consistently in in prior seasons. Uh, I think about some of the stuff that you know they asked Byron Pringle or Demarcus Robinson to do in some of those situations and some of those games they didn't come through. They dropped the pass. Uh, there's been some you know miscommunications on maybe some of the option routes. That hasn't been the case with Juju, and he's been a guy that's winning the ball at, at, at the catch point uh, really strong. I mean, a lot of the positive things you like about Juju Smith-Schuster have shown up to this point. The only caveat is, I mean, he hasn't practiced in a couple days, and I mean, the injuries okay. have always been the thing with him. So he's got a little knee thing going. They, uh, Andy Reid said he expects him to be back. He's probably going to be practicing next week, but... I mean, that's always the great question about it. it's never been talent with Juju. It's been it's been the injury issues. And but I mean, early indications Juju's been outstanding. There, there you go. Some little fantasy information inside <laughs> inside info there. Um, you know, there's been at least among the fantasy community a lot of conversation about the Chiefs running back situation. Of course, you have Clyde Edwards Alaire, who you drafted a couple of years ago, signing Ronald Jones, and then uh Isaiah Pacheco, the rookie from uh Rutgers, has been dominating headlines what can you tell our listeners about that group not necessarily from a fantasy perspective but um again similar conversation right is there somebody that's asserted themselves or is it going to be kind of a, a committee among those three yeah i mean i think i think Clyde edwards is the guy that carries a lot of the load still like i think they're going to lean on him a decent amount um but to your point like isaiah pacheco is a guy that's kind of asserting himself into that you know that rotation a little bit here he's played really well as well i mean i'm not really a sunshine guy very often um but man like i i, I think that you know they found another guy there that, that can be a really nice little piece as part of that rotation um you know bigger dude runs hard um good contact balance he's actually shown better hands than i think people anticipated so the, the hands have been pretty soft I don't know if he's got the best vision, but I mean, he's been a nice little addition to that room. I still think Clyde's the guy, though. Like, I think he's going to be the one that's carrying the workload primarily. Um, it, he's been okay, you know, but I, I do think this team is he, he's still their best option to be the the full load kind of player. All right. Sounds good. I uh, wanted to get your quick thoughts here because I think last year, a lot of people were curious to see how the scheme would change with all the bigger, beefier bodies that the Chiefs signed or traded or drafted. Uh, of course, talking about Trey Smith, Creed Humphrey, Joe Tooney, and, and Orlando Brown. It didn't really seem like it changed a whole lot to me, but in the preseason game, there was a lot of under center work. What do you what do you make of how this scheme is now going to change without Tyree Kill and, and you know this kind of next phase of Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes? Well, last year it seemed like the Chiefs might be playing a little bit more man gap blocking schemes but when the season came around and it came time to actually execute on game day they didn't they didn't really run it all that much i i think that offensive line is better equipped for something like that but that really hasn't been the case with it with the running game um as far as adjustments that this team makes you know i i, I don't think they're going to change a ton to their blocking scheme i don't think the i'm not no i don't think i'm buying the under center stuff i think they'll be a little bit under more under center 
but I think it'll probably still be the the outside zone, you know, that they've kind of leaned on heavily, some play action off of that. Um, I don't know if I'm anticipating wholesale changes there. Andy, you know, with his offense in the passing game, obviously, like, you know, a lot more stuff ran through Tyreek uh, in, in the past, but um, I, I still think a lot of the concepts are going to remain pretty, pretty similar. It's just where the ball is going is going to be a little bit less predictable. Uh, there's plenty of guys that they can manufacture touches to the same way they would with Tyreek at times. You know, McCole Hardman's got some linear speed. Sky Moore is a guy they might utilize in the backfield yeah. and run some of those concepts. Uh, and I mean, even Juju Smith-Schuster can can catch a ball on a screen and kind of be difficult to bring down out there. So I think there's, you know, a lot of the same concepts will be employed in Kansas City. It's just a matter of where the ball's going. Yeah, that's a great point. So we'll we'll shift gears here and uh, talk a little bit about the defense. Uh, I'm very curious to hear your thoughts uh, along the defensive line. Of course, you know, a big part of the defensive struggles last year was due to the fact of Chris Jones playing outside of his position, not really having that second guy. This year, you guys have the defensive line settled, it feels like, at least with George Karloftis and, and uh, the addition of George Karloftis, I should say, Chris Jones moving back inside. What have been the uh, early reports of that group uh, as they kind of you know transition to this new phase? Yeah, I mean, a little bit of a mixed bag. Like I, The bar to clear for that defensive line is not really high, which, I mean, it's kind of surprising <laughs> considering you know Chris Jones was on that group, and that's a good, that's a good player. Um, but everything around him hasn't been particularly settled or particularly good. Um, I, they're better than last year, but again, that wasn't a high, high bar to clear. George Karloftis has really come along pretty strong. I, the entirety of this rookie classes, I mean, we'll probably get into a few more of them at some point, mm-hmm. really early positive early returns for the, the entire rookie class. But George Karloftis is possibly the guy that's been the most encouraging because, you know, a lot of his, you know, flexibility, fluidity, some of the questions you might've had coming out. Um, he's not as stiff as he looked in college. He's he's playing at a, a little bit lighter. So turning the corner a little bit better, a um, lot more flexibility, and it showed. I mean, he's been at times the best defensive end in camp. Um, I think Frank Clark's still probably been the most consistent, um, and he's looked be- he's looked good too. So, you know, as far as like, big additions, like Karloftis is the only one that's the, in the, the significant, you know, addition to this group, which has been great. But I think the, the likes of Frank Clark's come on a little bit better this year, too. So I think the Chiefs are hoping that combination is going to be enough to help them improve all up front. Yeah, you know, you did mention the rookies. I'm curious to get your thoughts here as well with uh, Trent McDuffie. There was a lot of connections between the Chargers and Trent McDuffie. So, you know, we did a lot of research on him and we liked him quite a bit on this show. Um, how's he looked? And, you know, by extension, uh, uh, Jonathan Will or not Jonathan Williams. Um, Joshua. Shoot. Joshua Williams, thank yeah. you. I should know that we interviewed him, so I should should have known that. But uh, how are the rookie cornerbacks looking for the Chiefs so far? Yeah, I mean, again, I'm not a sunshine pumper. I'm going to sound like just a blatant homer coming on here, but <laughs> I mean, Trent McDuffie's been a day one starter, and he's you know he's been as advertised. I think the Chiefs are you know Trent McDuffie's arm length is remarkably short. Um, it's yeah. pretty cool to see a guy like him get drafted as early as he did. I. I Honestly, I think he would have made a lot of sense in 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 LA. To be honest, I think he would have been a great scheme fit for you guys. I mean, he's got the versatility, he's the instincts, great off ball. Um, the Chiefs are asking him to play a little bit more uh, at the line of scrimmage, and I think you know they're really trying to challenge him with big guys throughout camp. And the growth has been really impressive. He's doing a lot of 
kind of focusing on playing through the hands of the receiver. And like, obviously that's always an emphasis, but like, it seems like the chiefs are hyper-focused on that specific thing. And maybe he's not playing the ball at the catch point as much as he's playing it at the hands, if that makes sense a little bit, um, sure. not, play, not playing the ball as much. And, but he's, he's, he's doing a good job of disrupting, maybe not picking balls off, but he's done a lot of good stuff playing, uh, you know, playing the ball and he's gotten better and better as the camp's gone on. And, it, and Joshua Williams was actually starting for, for most of camp. He was with, I call nickel starting. I mean, everyone should. If everyone should. <laughs> He's been the third corner for for the vast majority of camp, and that was due to some injury. But um, they threw him right into the fire, and he's been impressive. He's had he's had some moments. Like I, I don't think he plays the ball well uh, yet. I mean, kind of like Tarvarius Ward did uh, for the Chiefs. He wasn't particularly great playing the ball. Very there's a lot of similarities there to those two, um, okay. but everything else has been really solid. And it's been impressive. There's actually another rookie too. Jalen Watson's been playing well as a seventh round pick out of Washington state. Another guy. I mean, there, there's three cornerbacks that the chiefs could see make this football team very easily and, you know, potentially contribute. There you go. That, that loading up on the secondary seems to be paying off again. Uh, not necessarily asking you to talk about Tyron Matthew, but obviously there's a big void in terms of leadership, in terms of versatility, how has Spagnolo kind of gone about replacing him and, and filling that versatility and leadership void so far? Yeah, I don't know if there's like an apples to apples comparison on changing, you know, like from a from a versatility perspective. But, you know, the Chiefs still they've got plenty of guys that I think they, they feel comfortable employing in different ways. Justin Reed's the big addition for this Chiefs team, period, from a from a contract perspective. I think he's the biggest contract that they doled out to a, a free agent. Um, he's got some versatility there. He's better in the box than Tyron Matthew was. So I think he's a guy that can be a little bit more physical against the run. Um, and, uh, you know, Juan Thornhill's coming on coming on as a leader too, apparently, uh, by all indications, more vocal, trying to help be a, a better communicator back there. So, I mean, I don't know if they're going to necessarily replace Tyron Matthew completely, but they're going to try to do it in the aggregate. Um, and, I mean, it's it's been a mixed bag, I think, overall at the safety position to this point. They've got another rookie, Brian Cook, a second-round pick who's – you know, a little bit iffy there. You probably didn't get to see some opportunities in the dime, but um, I, I think they've done a decent job of of trying to trying to you know get as much as they can in the aggregate. Has uh, Spagnuolo shown any signs of, of changing schematically? I, I know he's he's kind of a you know cover zero, cover one kind of coordinator at heart. Has and there been any indication that that will change, or is it more of the same? Um, well, honestly, in Kansas City, in his time with the Chiefs, he's they played a lot of cover two as well, and I mean a lot of man blitz and 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 for sure, but they're they're playing a lot of cover two as well to help you know protect their cornerbacks. I I anticipate with such a young secondary, they're going to try to do a little bit of that too, um, okay. play that you know that split safety stuff and and try to really help you know especially you know some of these younger corners, they're going to ask him, hey, be physical the line of scrimmage you know, and, and hold on for dear life a little bit out there. And uh, I, I think you'll probably see a lot more cover too still. Uh, so I don't know if they're going to, they're probably not going to be as elaborate. I, I would anticipate if anything, it's probably going to be scaling things back a little bit more. He's not going to be able to get his into his bag of tricks as early uh, or as frequently as in the past. But uh, I think probably pretty similar splits to what we've seen them do recently. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. Well, uh, next thing here, I always like to get, uh, you know, Thoughts on the division overall, of course, you know, the Chiefs have essentially owned the division for the last seven, eight years, you know, hosted four straight AFC championship games. And still, as happens every year, everybody talks about in terms of national media, like who is going to unseat the Kansas City Chiefs. Of course, a lot of people like the Chargers, a lot of people like the Raiders, a lot of people like the Broncos. 
I feel like there's not a lot of faith from the media that the Chiefs can, you know, kind of rekindle the magic again this year. So what is your response to kind of the lack of media attention this year, if you will? I think it's fair. Um, I mean, because of the loss of Tyreek Hill, because this team is leaning very heavily on a lot of rookies, uh, probably more than they ever have in the Indy Reed year. I think it's fair for them to not necessarily be getting as much shine as they have in the past, but I'm not going to bet against Patrick Mahomes. I, I just, yeah. I can't do it. Like, I'll, you know, like I know, I know he made the joke about Justin Herbert. I'll, I'll, I think he said, I'll see it when I believe it. Yeah, he said it the wrong way, yeah. but yeah, yeah. I think we all got the sentiment. Uh, I think, I think even you know, it's just I'm not gonna bet against him not winning this division. I, I'm not even sure. I mean, he, we know nothing different in Kansas City than an AFC Championship game appearance in his tenure. So it's like I, you know, I, I think you know, I, quietly, I think there's a lot of confidence in Kansas City that this won't be the year that they get unseated. But I completely understand why the shine is worn off this football team maybe this is a year that Mahomes wins an MVP if he does you know elevate this team and this version of this team because the narrative has shifted it up you know but um I it's 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 definitely warranted the the level of concern I think yeah I mean you're talking about the arms race man this year was crazy mm -hmm. and uh you know when the Chargers trade for, for Khalil Mack I was like all right there we go that's a uh, that's the big move of the offseason. And then, of course, Broncos, Broncos add Russell Wilson, Raiders add uh, Devontae Adams. So, um, you know, I, don't worry. Go ahead. I, I just, I, I, this is good. This is, this is a, it's a threat, but it's playful. Okay. Go for uh, it. It better work. And, <laughs> and it, and it better work this year. Like, this is the year, this is the year the Chiefs bleed. And this is your chance. This is the big, like, I think this is a big window for, for the rest of the AFC West. And if they can't unseat Patrick Mahomes this year, it's going to get ugly because the Chiefs have 12 draft picks in next year's draft. They loaded up with a young core of rookie players this year, and it's looking pretty solid so far. They're about to be a lot more cap healthy than they've been in the past. Like this is the this is the year they bleed. And if it's not enough, it's it's gonna be a big uphill battle because I mean this team is positioning themselves extremely well with the amount of draft capital and you know and how things are kind of projecting right now it, the, you better do it sooner rather than later especially since i mean the entire afc west invested in aging pass rushers right i mean those guys are going to be very solid for a couple of years but there's going to be a point where you know mother nature catches up to them too <laughs> that's totally fair and you know we last year we're talking about you know, in the middle of the season, like, okay, this is the, this is the year that you beat the chiefs, right? Like the chiefs were, you know, kind of struggling out the gate. The chargers were at the start of the season, six and two, then the whole team caught COVID and then they lost to the Texans and they lost to the Broncos and yeah. all, you know, just kind of went downhill. And then of course ended up losing to the Raiders. So uh, that's totally fair, man. I, I think there's a lot of hype around chargers, charger fans, of course, but there is there still be. a lot of like, okay, like let's, let's make the playoffs before we like kind of anoint this team. And there, there is a lot of, like I said, media love and the Chargers are a Super Bowl contender. I would like to see them win a playoff game before I'm like, okay, I get it. they are a Super Bowl contending team. You know what I mean? So again, but, like, I mean, but like looking at this team, like, I mean, there's a lot of like, it's a deep Uber talent. Like I think we went through when we were doing some of our season preview stuff this year. Like, I think we all argued like, this probably the most talented team might be one of the most talented teams, in the entire NFL. 
I mean, probably in the AFC West. I'm definitely in the AFC West. It's like, you know, it's hard to poke holes in this group. And I mean, every I, I get it's it's kind of the same thing, though. It's like the flip side of the coin. Let's see it first before we, you know, yeah. you know, and it's like kind of the same thing. Like, yes, theoretically, the Chiefs should be down, but I've got to I've got to see it first. Right. And it's the same thing on the flip side. Every everything's telling me that the Chargers should win this division and potentially position themselves extremely well in the AFC playoffs. But let's find out. Let's see. Let's see first. Yeah. yeah. Couldn't agree more there. And, you know, there's there's also those always that talk of the, the Chargers. Right. And, you know, there is just this sentiment that, you know, they've they've always had this kind of talent. What, what I'll say, what I always say to people who say that, like, this is the same story every single year. This particular offseason is different. Like, it's a really simple move. Right. But like somebody like Kyle Van Oy, just does not happen to this team previously. Somebody that's an established Super Bowl winning kind of player still has a lot to give. That move has never happened. They've they've gone big fish hunting before. You know, they're, they they've gotten a player similar story to like Khalil Mack, but it, somebody like Calvin Oy, I think, is going to pay huge dividends for this team. Yeah, I mean, and I think you know, just across the board, I think you've got legit depth there too mm-hmm. at, at so many different positions where you can withstand some of the chart, you know, some of the old, you know, chargers injuries, you know, like there's yeah. enough depth there to withstand some, some real blows and, yeah. and still have a lot of depth, you know, and a lot of talent at your disposal. Like that's, that's, what's interesting about this team to me too. Yeah. And I know from my perspective, last thing on the charges here, and then I'll get your, your kind of final thoughts here, but uh, this offensive line should be very good. You know, right tackle is still concerned, but this is easily the most talented offensive line of my lifetime. Um, so I'm excited to see how that one pans out. So, uh, final question for you here, who do you guys uh, on your show kind of see as that second threat or biggest threat, I should say to the chiefs in the division, is it the Raiders, Broncos, chargers, who do you got kind of thinking that it's the second team? This is, I mean, it's charge. It's easily the chargers. Uh, I, have you guys had as much fun making Russell fun of Russell Wilson as I Dude, have so much fun. <laughs> A couple Man. weeks ago, there was a mic. Keenan Allen was mic'd up, and yeah. and he was kind of playfully poking at the, like the "Let's Ride" thing. And so, Chargers fans have had a lot of fun with the Russell Wilson stuff. Oh, sure. I, I think we all have. Let's ride, man! <laughs> I, it's yeah. I Raiders, I think are sneaky. Are going to be sneaky good. Um, but no, I I think it's that's not just the it's not just the division. It's it's everything. It's the Super Bowl. It's the future. It's everything. I mean, it's the Chargers are a are so on paper extremely viable super bowl contender and i think this battle is going to be a lot of fun for the next decade (laughs) you know as long as these two quarterbacks are going back and forth we're gonna have a lot of fun in the afc west yeah couldn't agree more couldn't agree more so uh kent where can uh our listeners find you guys uh if they want some good chiefs intel yeah, check out KC Sports Network. Uh, we're on YouTube. We're uh, on every podcast platform. Um, we got all kinds of shows. We got former Chiefs players. Um, we've got a lot of really different perspectives, and we got a lot of content running throughout the year and, and throughout the week. So uh, KC Sports Network on YouTube is probably your best bet to find what we're up to. All right, man. Sounds good. Really appreciate your time and your insight. Chargers fans, go show him some love. Make sure and uh, check out their channel. Only a few short weeks away from the debut of Amazon Prime in Kansas City. Cannot wait for that, Ken. Thanks so much, man, and uh, have a good one. Yeah, anytime, man.